home. I'm on some shit life. Now I do what I want. Now I do what I want. Everybody know I'm better. Hey, yeah, I'm better. Hey, yeah, no, I'm better. Right now. Oh. <laughs> hey, hey, whatever you no, want to do, fine. do I was do just it. checking my Snapchat because God, social media made like me. 14 years old? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to be like kids. My girlfriend's sister really likes Snapchat. I just turned 29. <laughs> Keep in mind a few days ago. But but we're here to talk about sports. A lot of sports today. We're here to talk about life. Not much life today. Uh, this is the Good Enough Podcast episode. I don't know. Possibly somewhere between 24 and 28. I think you made that up. I think we're like still not even above 25. I said between 24 and 28. Yeah, but like you, you meant closer on the 28 side. I know you. All right. We'll say 27. Well, I'll check out the numbers later. But it's good to be back on a rainy, terrible day in Boston. Yeah. Um, winter is officially here. Seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, wherever you people are living, and I realize the term "you people" is hmm. inc- yeah. Hmm. I, I should probably steer hmm. steer strong away from that, regardless hmm. of who I'm talking. I was talking about the general public. Right okay, there. I'm just checking. But still, I know. I, it's Sorry. triggering. It's triggering. It's <laughs> <laughs> my like my little ant feelers went up, <laughs> and my ear perked up like a dog right, sleeping. I, I apologize for using the term "you people." Okay, I acknowledge it's it's. The fellow folks of America, yeah. the listeners of America. Um, but yeah, this happened fast. We're not even in November yet, and it's we're, we're here. It was 82 degrees like a week ago. Yeah. It was, it was in the fast. 30s um, during at night last night. I'm doing that thing where I like refuse to wear a winter coat for as yeah, long as yeah, possible, yeah, and start. I wore it today. Yeah. I, I, I'm too old for this shit. I wore, yeah, because last week I was wearing a like just a rain jacket, because I don't have a fall jacket. Because I don't know what a fall, what jacket. Is a fall jacket What is a fall jacket? These people don't know what fall jackets are. It's just like, because I'm confused at like, all right, so in the summer, I don't really wear a jacket. And in the winter, I wear a jacket. A big coat, yeah. So what? Is it like a, is it a raincoat? I still don't know that. The but rain jacket? The thing is, the rain jacket is like very thin. It's, it's just for like the rain. block the rain. Yeah, no, what is a fall jacket? Email email into the show and let us know. Give us <laughs> images so maybe we can search these out. Maybe I, R-O- I've REI. seen what they are. And I'm, I always like I see a jacket and I'm like, no, it's more like a, a thing that you'll wear in the summer. Or I'll be like, no, that's a jacket in the I'm, winter. I, I've yet to see one. I do the same thing. I judge jackets so hard based on seasonality. Right. I'm like, no, nah, it's not nah. not cold enough for that. One. Right. When someone like you know when that person comes in with like the, the puffy oh puffy winter jacket. But it's like November and it was like 46 out. And you always say something to them like... It's like, yo, man. Weathered the storm out there? Like, hey. Some bad dad we're joke. Not, yeah. No, I did that earlier today. And the girl's like, shut up, dude. And I, I had no response. Um, but yeah, it's it's pretty crummy out. Uh, it kind of represents our feelings about the NFL. Yeah. The weather represents the NFL. It's just like not that much fun to watch. I haven't had fun watching NFL game... Since like 2014, honestly, like t- last year wasn't that great either. We're being real. I know we like a lot has been made out of like, oh, the ratings are down. It must be uh, like reasons A, B, C, D. But uh, so I don't even want to like. I don't care about that that much. But like, um, yeah, there's sh- it's just not many that much fun games to watch. No, it's not fun. Like it- it's basically I'm going out there to watch quarterback X that's not named Tom Brady. You know, throw, you know, twenty of. 36, 
for 192 to 260 yards, a one touchdown, one interception. They may score 22, 21 points. But it, was like not. A, it wasn't that fun of a 21? Like, they, it was an accidental fumble that like snuck into someone's hand. Because there are different types of 21 points. Yeah. You can watch a game that's 17-21 that's fucking awesome. Fantastic. And then you can watch a game 21-17 to 17 that you're like, why did I do this? They let the Lions back in in the last minute. <laughs> this, why, did it, why am I watching? Like, Red Zone, the dudes on Red Zone are working harder than ever. Yeah. Because the games have been pretty trash, and they're just like... Let's go back to Oakland where there was another turnover. Up, oh, let's up. Oh, we got a got a report out of the Meadowlands. Uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick is back in. Geno Smith tore his ACL after throwing an interception. Hey man, by the way, how are you feeling about that whole thing? I am on to the NBA. Yep, uh, okay. I don't. I don't even know who I just mentioned. Whoever that Geno, that name just popped into my head. It was like an acid All flashback. Right, let's not spend too much time in the NFL, but um, it doesn't. Honestly, it. who who's the MVP right now? <laughs> Anyone? Michael Crabtree. <laughs> like I, like I, he's he's MVP of one of my fantasy teams. Um, I mean, I don't know who. Someone made the argument that it's like, yo, if Tom Brady keeps playing well, he should be the MVP. I don't give a shit that he missed four games. Like everyone else sucks. No, he might win the MVP, and it might just end the NFL. Right. Like the game. Can we? Well, before we stop talking about the NFL, can we talk about the game last Sunday? The Seahawks. Yeah. Cardinals. Pack. I didn't really watch any of it. No, it, that you shouldn't have. You should have kept living your life and doing things and productive. These are, by the way, two of the best teams in the league were having a knuckle to knuckle game that went into overtime. Yep. On paper, you'd think that paper, was a must like, watch. Yep, you got to watch this game. It was. It set football back, in my opinion, like two decades. It was like some, you know, leather or you know, helmets without face masks on right. it. You know, dilapidated stadium shit. And everyone, people, some people were like, "That was one of the best games I've ever watched." No, that was such a tactic, like tactician's game. No, 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 fuck that. It he, was, it was kickers being had that. no idea what the fuck to do. No, it was like they missed a twenty-six yarder. Then a minute later, after like you know milking the clock and like getting the ball like in the middle of the field, setting it up perfectly, they missed a twenty-nine yarder. And then the game was just the refs were like, "Go home, guys." <laughs> What does a tie feel like? I didn't play many games or sports. You played soccer. Like, what is a tie? How do you come out of that? We definitely tied in ASO, and that doesn't really count because those games you generally come out of just being like saying, hey, whatever. I had fun. Yeah, that's whatever. Um, in, um, I don't know if we ever tied a game in varsity soccer because uh, then you would have overtime, and I think eventually... You'd only do shootout in certain instances, like when it got to like the playoffs. But even then, I don't think the team I was ever on went through a tie. You either won or got. It's not like it's one yeah, us. it's not like Premier League where ties happen like kind of often. I can't. I straight up like not even playing the. Oh, I don't understand. I truly don't understand how it feels. Like, do you just feel like you wasted your time? Probably. Is it like going to a casino for two hours and coming out? Even actually, you know what? I tied a JV soccer game. Does how did, that count? How did that feel? What did you it feel versus, like? Versus versus our arch rival New Hartford. Oh, I got massive. a yellow card. Oh, wait, 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 let's dive into that for a yeah. second. What what brought that up? I uh, let's see. There was a PK. Okay. And coach put me on to, to take it. Oh, look and it. I missed. <laughs> and then I hit the tying header in to get get in. So let's go. It was like a very strange game. So that was like all over the place. Yeah, well, the mix of emotions. I didn't hear about this. That's when I used to play a lot of soccer. I didn't hear about this. Varsity Success when I, tale. Right. Damn, you were such a 
eighth grade, ninth grade stud. I know. We and, can go through those stories. Oh, uh, the High School Glory Days episode is uh, in the future. We promise. Um, but damn, that... The tie felt weird. Like, did you... Did, did your parents come? I think because we got the second goal, we were happy about it. I think. It was oh, like, you got the tying goal, right? Because you were—it's either you were gonna lose, lose or right. Better than losing. Yeah. yeah. But damn, that shouldn't happen to like. I remember Donovan McNabb thought the game was gonna keep yep, going. I remember that the last time Bengals. He was like, he so we're playing overtime too. He was unaware that you tie a second, like tie. In his, def- I'm with that defense because it's like. I, you shouldn't have to deal with that. College football doesn't allow that. I do kind of... All right. They let you play until you die. My argument is, like, it's the regular season, and if you want to see shit get weird, wait till the playoffs. Like, that's what the playoffs are for. That's true. Like... I agree with that. Like, all right, it's, there, it's the regular season out. It's People got to work tomorrow. Right. That was their... Men, that's the NFL's mentality that's, that's, on overtime. Exactly. And, like, in the playoffs, it's like, nope. We're going to fucking end this We're going to finish this game. And it's college style. Like, college style, theoretically, players, they can keep playing until someone dies. Until one team just says, I don't want to play anymore. Yeah, and then, like, at the end of the day, quarterbacks have nine touchdowns. The, <laughs> oh, yeah, back stats, like- <laughs> the stats are insane in overtime games. <laughs> if you play a triple overtime game, your like, quarterback is 600 yards. Speaking of 600 yards, do you see the stats from, like, the Texas Tech quarterback yeah. a week ago? 81 yeah. passes thrown. 773 yards. Their coach claims they don't have a playbook. <laughs> That's the thing. I love college football. Imagine his arm. Like, I felt like I, I tweeted out, like, he must have, like, been like Bubba. Like, when Forrest found him in the fucking Vietnam Big woods. 12. <laughs> Just is dying. Unbelievable. Like, I. Can anyone be a defensive back in the Big 12? I. Again, I was, I was just complimenting Wynn on his, um, his tweet game because it's actually been pretty good recently. At WM's Diary. At WMS. So I've been following you for a little while. Oh. Every now and then I laugh. Sometimes I just scroll past you. But once you had That's like, uh, what was it? It was like, oh, the most recent um, Big 12 prospect. And it was just a fucking scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> or defensive prospect. Yeah. Safety prospect. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, honestly, that, that scarecrow can make some plays in the Big 12. I just mean, sit him in the middle of the field. He'll get a couple of deflections. I remember that there was... What was it? It was a few years ago where it was a West Virginia Baylor game. I think it was seventy-two to sixty-nine. Yep. And it's like, no, this is not the. This is a college Aren't basketball these game. Top flight athletes. <laughs> like, do you have pride as a defender? Do you just like? Yeah, the guys guarding had six touchdowns. It was fine. Yeah, it was good. I had a good game. Because our guy and our team had six, seven against the other dude. It was like high school shit wouldn't happen. <laughs> but football, NFL football. I'm not gonna bring college into this, but NFL football has been largely. Hot garbage this year, and considering the state of my team that I root for, it may be uh, time for me to say goodbye to the NFL until my team is doing fine, four and two, baby. Hey, good for hey. I'm I can root for one green team this year. The Eagles are easy to like this year. I'll make that argument. They are. They're scrappy. They don't have Chip Kelly with his fucking oh the Chip Kelly play clock. I, you know what? That was the worst thing in the NFL. I'll make this argument. Like I was a little like I remember thinking about the Chip Kelly fire, being like, ah, it's one year too early. I'm just seeing what's going on in San Francisco, and it's just, I'm like, thank fucking God. Yeah, I think we gotta give Chip a little credit, though, because he, like, finessed his way into, so, like, two NFL jobs for multiple seasons. Yeah, at one point, he, like, was controlling the actual, like, structure of the team. Out of nowhere. For, for no, no reason. reason. No, no reason. Because he coached Marcus Mariota. Yeah. Yeah. And he finessed that into, like, two jobs, a GM role. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's, his star is fading. 
And he'll be out of league soon, but like he got his checks. He might not last. He might not be the coach of the 49ers next year. But again, like he goes in the finesse. He's a finesse Hall of Fame like contender. Like we're not going to put him in the, the give him the green jacket yet. But he's he's in the consideration. I kind of like this argument. Like, it's just like because he weasels his way through so many shit that yeah, that's worth it enough. Yeah, I think so. Like. I know this is a good segue into the NBA topic, but another finesser who's definitely getting an award for it. Elton Brand retired like last yeah. week. Yeah, and no one knew. No one knew, and he made one hundred and sixty million dollars on his NBA contracts. He signed two monster deals. For guy, how do it? Was he in the league the past three years? Apparently. Oh, he, he, he was on the Sixers last year. <laughs> you didn't even know that. Oh, I, I, and I was convinced I knew why. To and I've never heard this argument, but I'm pretty sure it's true. So, you know how there's a uh, salary cap floor in the NF- NBA? Mm-hmm. Uh, so, the Sixers were easily there. I think they brought Elton Brand as, like, essentially a coach. And they were like, well, we might as well pay him as a player because then we can get over the salary cap floor. And therefore, we, I, I'm, I've never was heard... Was he a player coach? Was he the first player coach since... He was, he was a quote-unquote player, but then you'd hear, like, oh, yeah, he's, like, great, like... Uh, during practices, blah, 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 blah. They made it, like, during interviews, they made it sound like he was a coach, but he was a player, a player that never played. This like, he why, would never play. This is why he's a Hall of Famer. Exactly. You, this is, like, I saw that he retired, I was like, oh, shit. He didn't come in to play. He came in to, like, coach the big, because at that point, there was, like, well, there still are, like, four big guys. Yeah. Like, oh, they, like, and the whole thing was, like, yeah, we want him to, like, work with Embiid and Nerlens. I'm like, so he's a coach? And I was like, well, no, 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 he's a player. And I'm like, well, I see a lot of DNPs. A like lot, a lot the, the of DNP, DNP CD yeah. is the, the death And wish. then I was like, wait, I know they're on the salary cap floor. And I'm like, are they just trying to, like, creep above it? That, and there, that, there's an argument to be made right there. I'm so proud of him. <laughs> like, I didn't know this part. I didn't know this at all. I came up with that, the second part of my own. No, but, like, that has to be it. Like, the ghost of Hanky. It could be. The go- like, Hanky's... That's a Hanky move right there. Like, so, gain the most yeah. you can from one player. But damn. NBA, man. It's back. Yeah, I mean, if we're talking about Hanky, can we just talk... I, I know, like, we're not going to talk about Sixers His ghost often. was watching... No, we could make this a Sixers pod. <laughs> I was in love with what I was watching last night. I watched, uh... You know, I was saying, like... Yeah, usually watch, you know, last year the Sixers. It's like a very casual whatever. Pop like, for I was getting jacked up at Everyone was. The crowd was amazing. If he if Embiid somehow hit a game winning three, uh, I would have broke my TV. Towards the end I was like, Man, if Embiid can hit like a game winning shot, this place is gonna go nuts. And it didn't quite happen, obviously, but like they were ch- chanting Sarek's name. They were chanting M V P for Embiid. They were Calling chanting the Trust the Process. It was just, like, really fun to watch that type of game. Cause you just, haven't watched it in years. No. Like, a Sixers game has not been, like, the last time I remember being that jacked up about a Sixers game was, what? And number three was... Yeah, and then remember when we went to Game 7 versus the Celtics oh, yeah. to reach the Eastern Conference Finals? That, that was, was in fun. 2012, I think. Um, and I remember being like, wow, like, this is awesome. Like, it was fun, even though we knew, like, there was not a chance to, like, get anywhere. Um... Those are the days. It was, a, it was a fun game last night. That was fun. And it ca- it had a lot of different characters. Like, it was an important game because it was Russell Westbrook's first game right. with Kevin Durant, who, you know, Russ is fine. We're gonna He's going to be okay. God, he's, you know what? Like, I think he was like a partial villain last year because of the whole, like, oh, he hogs the ball and all that shit. 
I think he's going to come out of this year being just everybody's hero. I don't think there's anything Ross can do wrong right now. He If he fought, if we talk about the scene where the the, fic, the Sixers fan threw the middle fingers up at him. And, and he, he just smirked it off. He smirked. But we talk about what Jeff Van Gundy said. We were talking about it earlier. Yeah, so the game last night was fantastic. Again, it's it shouldn't have been. It was Sixers fucking uh, thunder. And then, yeah, a Sixers fan gave the double middle finger to Westbrook after getting an and one for no reason. Okay. Westbrook's awesome. Yeah, why did you hate And him? then Jeff Van Gundy was just like, I think as a player, when a fan does that, you should be able to go up to them and smack them. And <laughs> to every, everyone who was listening to that broadcast must have reacted like, wow. Oh, <laughs> like the Van Gundy hot take coming out. Really? Night one. Mid-season Jeff Van Gundy form. Night one saying, despite that being one of the biggest black eyes in NBA history, we should send, we should have another, like, players into the crowd. Mouse in the palace, yeah. The mouse in the palace was awesome. I watched that clip maybe once a month, honestly. Honestly, I was walking, so I was thinking about his quote this morning when I was walking (laughs) to work, and I was like, I... And then I was like, I realized I watched that clip at least once a year. You said once a month, and you're probably being a I'm little sarcastic. But, but I more than once a year. I I watched that clip a lot because it is it's incredible. Fucking nuts. There's still layer. It's like a, a painting, a Picasso painting. Like every time you look at it, you see something different. Like everyone brings up the Jermaine O'Neal almost. What could have happened? The what the the way the NBA would have been shaped forever if Jermaine O'Neal connected on that can punch. We, can we talk about it? so? For any of you sports fans who are, or people who are now listening who are sports fans, the Mouse in the Palace obviously was when Ron Artest and a few others on the Pacers went into Detroit and then started punching punching fans in the, in the rafters. Oh, beating the brakes off of, like, several fans. Anyways, the clip that we're talking about is specifically regarding Jermaine O'Neal, and he's taking Cox all the way back. Running. Well, runs I mean, and then plants his foot a little weirdly and slips and misses a fan by a nose. But if he didn't slip, he connected. He might be dead. He would have killed that, that fan. Person. Could have been dead. Like because he got the foot. Like if he can, like, got a sturdy like set on the ground and while his arm was winding up, the fan I mean, was like a five foot nine. I mean, dude. he cocked all the way back. Like that was not a. I'm gonna like lightly tap this per. I'm. I'm like, like I'm shooting to kill. <laughs> He was shooting to kill on that. And, like, amongst all the other crazy shit that happened in that fight, like, Ron Artest was just beating people yeah, up. Yeah, he, be- he was beating people Steven Jackson was oh, also Can we beating- talk about how Steven Jackson must have been waiting for this day his entire life? I remember listening to an interview of Steven Jackson. I was like, well, I saw him go up, and I was like, well, I gotta go up then. I was like, man, you guys are fucking awesome. That was... That I like. I wish I loved that team more. Right. I ended up loving them more later after they were all separated and not good anymore. But like, that was an awesome team. I think yeah, we took that team for granted because like the year before they were like kind of a title contender, and then they came in that year being like, shit, yeah. this is this team could fucking win it. Yeah, they were stacked. And then obviously the mouse in the palace happened yeah. and ended that. There were some solid suspensions off of that. Yeah. Like I mean, fifty games, like yeah, like Ben Wallace had a decent one. Jermaine O'Neal had a big one. Stephen Jackson had a big one, and, and then, then obviously Ron Artest was, was out for the entire year. Yeah, um, yeah, because I remember like the day after, like everyone talking about like the suspensions. I was like, why is Jermaine so high? Because <laughs> and then they showed someone. like the ESPN <laughs> clip, and I was like, oh, it's like Jermaine's career could be over. Like, like if, if he made that connection, right. the career jail time. 
If he like, didn't fall in a much. patch of wet court, he might be in jail right now. I feel like Jermaine O'Neal like must have called up like the Palace of Auburn Hills and like, can I buy that patch of like <laughs> of the floor? It's just like a reminder of my life and how like it saved my life. But damn, yeah. So Jeff Van Gundy was promoting that last <laughs> he was, night. Yeah, and that was, was awesome. I think Philly fans would be a little. Actually, you'd think Detroit fans would be kind of rough and tumble. But I think Philly fans would actually be like could fight back pretty well. Yeah, I think I I know Philly fans always get like this, you know, you know, the reputation of being fucking nuts. Snowballs at Santa. Right. Uh, I will say I think the mildest out of all of them might be the Sixers fans. So that that is my honest argument because it, it, in the hierarchy of football or in sports in Philadelphia, Sixers might be fourth. Even below the fly, like people fucking love the Flyers in Philadelphia. Just like people love the Bruins. Well, what about the Iverson years? Yeah, I mean that's the thing. This has like, been Sixers have been trash. They, that's true. They've been trash, and like I, I will always say, like if you would have to rank, like if one team won a championship in Philadelphia, what would be the biggest deal? Where the amount, like the number of cars tipped over would reach like the apex, it would easily be the Eagles. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a, a storied franchise. Yeah. Right. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it, it was fun to watch the crowd last night. Get wild. Cheer on Embiid. I, Van Gundy was fun. I used to hate Van Gundy. I feel and, like, like a lot of people did. And now I've, I've like, always liked him. I think what happens is you go into listening to him and you like take him seriously for a little bit. And then you realize, wait, why am I taking this person seriously? No, he comes up with like absurd ideas every game. Right, but it's awesome. He's like, you should be able to challenge one of the ref calls <laughs> at least once a half. And then Mike Breen is just like taking like long sides, like off the mic, just like fuck. But it's like perfect because like I don't want to hear them like talk about basketball all the time. I want to hear like Jeff Van Gundy say weird shit sometimes. That and he says some weird. He goes shit. off. And my favorite thing now is like. The, the constant times where Mark Jackson has to, like, commentate the Warriors game. And, <laughs> it's so awkward and uncomfortable. Like, someone, uh, one, a rapper, uh, Vince Staples, that you may, may or may not know, he was tweeting last night, and Mark Jackson was doing the, uh, the late game, the Lakers and the Rockets. And he said something, and Vince Staples tweeted, like, you can't tell people how to coach, Mark, because you're not a coach anymore, Mark. <laughs> like, it was just so simple, but, like, in all caps. So mean. Like, Mark Jackson literally can't tell anyone, like, Jeff Van Gundy for some reason can say whatever he wants, but Mark Jackson is just like, nah, a 56-win team fired you. Yep. It's the, it was the David Blatt before David Blatt. But, yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. He was David Blatt. Speaking of David Blatt, I was like, I was watching uh, the, the Cavs-Knicks opener, and they were like showing something beforehand on ESPN, like an interview of Teron Liu and Doc Rivers. And, like, Teron Lou didn't want to take the job, apparently, after, after Black, Black yeah. She was like, I like Black. Me and him were boys. And I felt like it wasn't, I felt it was wrong. And then Doc was like, you better take that goddamn job. <laughs> yeah. You better take that fucking job, basically. I was like, honestly, like, I see both sides of it, because David Black got, like. You got the shit out of it, yeah. But his eyes were so close together, and it really bothered me. I was like, how can you listen to this man? I'm glad that that is <laughs> I know, I know that's the coach, yeah, that's the coaching line I drew. But every time they showed him, like, looking distressed and, like, LeBron ignoring him, I was like, because he looks like fucking Squidward. I will say this. It's, if there's one sport that just caters to stars, it's obviously the NBA. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, I think it's only, like, four players that get catered to. And, I mean, LeBron is essentially the coach, GM, 
an owner of the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, he's the owner, yeah. Let's be fucking honest. He has Dan Gilbert by the way. He runs who gets signed, who doesn't get signed. He, he orchestrates trades, essentially. And he clearly did not like David Blatt. And that was the biggest problem. Out of anything, that was the biggest problem. I mean, yeah, I, and I think, like, there was that... Remember when LeBron first got to Cleveland, everyone, like, they weren't doing that well initially? Right. And, like, all these, like, little clips, like, LeBron shoulder-brushed David yeah. Blatt or, like, called a play on his own that wasn't a David Blatt play. And I was just like, oh, this dude's done. He's done. And I, was, <laughs> I remember seeing, because the internet's amazing, they were like, is it racism that caused David Blatt to get fired? And I was like... Honestly, yeah. <laughs> no, you know what? But here's the thing, like... Who, what coaches does LeBron listen to? Spolstra did a pretty good job. Well, Spolstra's got that Hispanic flavor, you know, that Miami... He <laughs> also had, like, he also had, like, the Pat Riley person lurking. And, like, he's just a Pat intimidating figure, yeah. I, I want to be a fly on the wall at Pat Riley meeting. Oh, my God. Where he, like, says something that, like, can get any man, like... Pat Riley's the fucking man. ...sent to jail immediately, and... He, like, can we all agree, like, the slick back hair stopped being cool, like, 30 years ago? And he kept it fucking going. Pat Riley's like, yep, I'm going to keep doing this. And he, like, he was the one who created, like, the goon Knicks back in the day. Yeah. Like, the Oakley Mason. He was right. like, false fails, just punch those motherfuckers. <laughs> and that was, like, a, a defensive strategy. It was like, if they get by you, like, talk about Michael Jordan. Like, best player in NBA history. Like, he gets by you, just clothesline him. Break his neck. And that was, like, legit what Pat Riley would tell those guys. I was like, oh, what a hero. I like, like, the thing I love about Pat, Pat Riley so much is, like, all right, so he's coached and, like, and now with the Heat. Well, he coached the Heat, too, but three markets. Oh, yeah. L.A., New York, Miami. Oh, he Like, is, it's just, like, so perfect. He loves his cocaine. We, <laughs> we, like, we, we've made that clear. Uh, and he loves, like, random, he loves cheating on his wife. Right. He loves cocaine and cheating on his, like, wife or significant other that's what those three franchises mean to me i mean listen if you play for one or coach for one i'm not i'm not gonna take that as necessarily strength of like yes he's clearly doing something awful the second (laughs) one i'm like all right la and new york cheating on his wife all right not gonna go with cocaine and he's like and then at the time when he took the job with the um heat they were like an expansion team oh yeah they were like five years away from being an expansion team they were terrible that's when the coke habit that's when it was was like all right (laughs) there's only one reason why he's taking this goddamn job (laughs) and you're like was it the coke all along or was it the cheating on his wife that led him to to i think he burned all of his bridges in new york (laughs) i don't know how you burn all of your bridges in new york there's millions there's so many bridges and he found a way and he was just like all right gotta get out of here (laughs) <laughs> this woman doesn't like me anymore, and the coke well has Gotta move to Miami. This is the only other place that can take me. Where? What other what's job? Next? Can, yeah, what's next? I, I hope it's like he goes to like, I don't even, fuck, where would he go? He, the expansion team in Monte Carlo or some shit? That, that, that's like, that's he's literally a, what I was, gamble. like, the, the Be- Beijing or something? Vegas. That has to be the next one. Like, there has to be an expansion team in Vegas, and he has to coach that team. And you're like, yeah. Pat, you have a fucking problem. Dude, what are you doing? I know you're like 70-something, and you should arguably be doing drugs all the time, but like, <laughs> like, this is getting, you're supposed to I didn't realize Ibiza had a Spanish league team. <laughs> Whereas, meanwhile, Phil Jackson's doing the complete opposite. Of just chilling in Montana. Yep. Quote, all unquote, the time. Quote, unquote, being part of the Knicks organization. He showed up for the first time at the organization, like, since the season started, like, yesterday, or today. 
And like they showed him talking to Chris Stapps, and it was like the first time Phil Jackson has seen Chris Stapps Brzingis. That's sad. He's been on the team for over a year. Yep. And he was just like they were like hugging and like shaking hands. I was like, what the he's, fuck? This is apparently good. making every decision for that team. Fifteen million dollars a year too. Yeah. Like imagine. He's already gotten. He's already in the Hall of Fame for basketball reasons, right? But he should also be in the finesse Hall of Fame too. Because it's like, oh, I have Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. Oh, I have Shaquille O'Neal and Kobe Bryant. I'm the greatest coach in basketball history. Yeah. Oh, suddenly when I get Carmelo Anthony and like Raymond or Jose Calderon, I'm not good anymore. Right. Yeah. No, he's he's finessed that way too. Like, it's basically like if Mike Brown made LeBron work out. <laughs> like if like, if everything worked out with Mike Brown and LeBron, he would be the next Phil Jackson. Yeah, we'd be making reading, calling him the Zen Master. So was, was Phil is Phil Jackson a good coach? No, I so everyone I read his book back when I like read books and shit. Um, he he basically had practices there where he would just like tell them like basically he give them TED talks <laughs> and basketball practices. <laughs> He'd be like, "This is how you're supposed to present yourself as a basketball player." And, like, act as a man. And they'd be, like, practice is called. And sounds, then dudes would just shoot around for, like, hours. Sounds like a lot of, like, white people shit. Oh, so white people. Like, he was white peopling, like, hard before, like, white people, like, were, it was known to be white people. Yeah. He was a pioneer for white people. Yeah. Like, he was, like, doing, like, peyote and, like, bringing, like, mushrooms to the gym and shit. Right. Like, as a Nick in the 70s, I remember. Uh, he was he was weird. He was a weird dude. Him and Bill, Bill Walton were just like, I'm sure, doing God. weird shit. Can we still talk about the era when Bill Walton called NBA games? So, I, again... <laughs> can you bring up those quotes again? Can, oh, to... my God. I used to, like, send them to people. Like, Bill Walton's quotes... They made... I wish I got I could watch them now because they, like, so they were so special and so... He, he's almost like if Jeff Van Gundy, like, did speed before games. Or, like... Shrooms. Just, yeah, shrooms. Yeah. Like, you're hallucinating. Because some I of the mean, things he would come up with were like... I mean, he would call, like, who like the most random players the Greek god of basketball or something. <laughs> the Adonis of basketball, like yeah. Todd McCullough. Yeah. He's like, Todd McCullough is etched in stone as a Greek S- god of the oh, NBA. Man. And Sasha Vujacek. I, oh. like, literally the most random fucking players. Well, Adonis Foyle. Like... <laughs> And you're like, Bill, did you, did you read the, 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 the roster some, sheet? Some of his quotes were absolutely phenomenal. I missed him. Like, he still, they still stick him in, like, the Pac-12, like, games that come on at, like, 10.30. Oh, wow, I didn't know he no, still does he games. does announcing, but, like, for obscure games at weird hours. Because I guess he's, like, yeah, he'll do, like, UCLA or whatever. Hawaii. Yeah. Like, the game that comes on, like, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard. And you're like, oh, shit, Bill Walton's on? I gotta stay up for this one, because he's gonna say some wacky shit. And you always gotta feel for... I, I think it was, like, Mike Tirico way back. That was, like, his announcing partner. That's just, like, always... What? <laughs> <laughs> go, go off on, like, a... F- so I remember in the seconds. 60s when I was playing in UCLA and I was protesting versus, you know, voting rights. And then I got arrested, and it's like, wow, this is an announcer. Like, this is, like, phenomenal. There's, like, been 18 points scored in the game. And that, that's when John Wooden, he had to come and bail me out, and I'm like... This is the most amazing story. And Mike Tirico's like, and uh, Robert hits a three <laughs> on the other end. Uh, you saw they up seven on against uh, Arizona. And, yeah, those were always amazing, and I miss him on the NBA. Um, what else were we going to talk Oh, the opening night. Can we talk about the Warriors for just one second? I know every other blog and yeah. thing is talking about I, the Warriors. I didn't watch the game. It obviously came on at 1030, I was, so I just was like, eh. Not for the working crowd. 
GSW is not for the working crowd. Yeah, I uh, I remember I remember when we used to get the league pass where you pick five teams. Oh yeah, and I always picked the Warriors because this is when like the they, Warriors were like fun and exciting, but not, not that good. The team of the year, right? Um, and I like clearly the first year I did it, I didn't quite get the concept of, you know, national. TV games. Not national TV games, but, like, understanding time zones. Oh, oh. <laughs> it was like, oh, wait, they're on at 1030 every night. Every um, night. Yeah, like, you, that's a 1, that's a 2 a.m. Right. Like, if you want to watch a full game, like you're staying up till. You're staying up, and then you got to, like, do that come down. If it's a good game, you get, like, your right. adrenaline's all up. But anyways, so I didn't watch it. I saw they lost by Got their ass whooped. Yeah. And let me tell you something. Uh, a... The Warriors aren't as bad as losing by 28 to the right. Spurs. And the Spurs might be that good. That's the other thing. Like, they don't play the Spurs. They only play the Spurs four times. But I was, like, very shocked that, like, Patty Mills was killing Steph Curry. Patty Col- Mills is fucking good. He's really good. He's Is he better than Tony Parker right now? Right now? I wouldn't be shocked if by the end of the season he plays more than Tony Parker. I hope so. I mean, Tony Parker and Ginobili are looking like... Yeah. Mummies out there. Um, I This was a tough game. And the reason why it was a tough game is... I mean, here's the thing. Other teams can try to out-athlete the Warriors and they're going to lose. Yeah, you can't do that. Um, but especially game one where that team has not congealed yet. I like that word, congealed. And you like it's that? It's like fucking old ham right. in, in the fridge. Um, Clearly, the way to beat them, at least in the beginning, is just like just play smart, sound basketball. There's if there's, there's one no other team, right, that could do that <laughs> like, better than the Spurs. Like those those possessions. Do you still like? If we talk about that 2014 Finals against the Heat, it was a goddamn carving. Yeah, I've never like theoretically the Heat were still the Heat. I saw. And I were, felt bad for them. There were fucking possessions where there were like. Like, literally no effort was given on the Spurs side. Nope. There was, like, they moved three times. The it was just... Sweating. Sprinting back sprinting. and forth. It was just the most beautiful Ball didn't touch the ground. Seen. Ball, like, yeah. It was, like, pass it, like, rebound. Pass the half court. Pass the top of the key. Pass fake. Corner three. That was in, um... That was Boris Diaw's epic. Like, epics right there. Like, yeah. he was so good in that series. He was making some passes that were so phenomenal. He was the definitive, like, yeah. difference maker. Oh, my. He, he was a, like, big man, and they're like, do we put LeBron on him and just leave Kawhi, like, with... You didn't know what to do with him. Like, Birdman on him? The weird thing about Boris Diaz, yeah, when he came into the league, he was backing up Steve Nash at point guard <laughs> yep. sometimes. At he's had guard. a very, very interesting career. Yeah. Like, arc. Is he on Utah now? Yeah, he's on Utah. He's I just... think he fits in really well there. I mean, he's clearly not the same player he used to be. But, he's one of, I mean, Boris Dia, yeah. I, I really think he's going to be one of those players that, like, I'm going to be, like, sitting down with my kids and be like, you should have seen this really weird player. <laughs> Boris super weird. Yeah. Like, what's his skill? Like, he has no, he could do everything. Yeah. He wasn't bad at anything, not especially great at anything. He was a good passer. He um, was a great passer. But, like, he was one of the rare players that got, like, a career resurgence when he got fat. Yeah. Like, well, because then he could just start, like, posting people up and shit. Because most people got fat and it was like, uh-oh. You got it. We got to do something. You're not right. playing much anymore. But then I was like, wait, you're fat. Like, now you can actually, like, sort of guard yeah. big men. Yeah. And you still have, like, the guard, like, leg skills. Right. But, yeah. 
the Warriors are going to be fine. Kevin Durant's going to be fine. Yeah. It reminded me, remember watching the Heat first game versus the Celtics? Oh, yeah, they got... We watched that together, I remember. Yeah. And it was, it's like the same thing. It was like they went versus like the savviest team in the league. And they, they got their ass kicked. They're clearly studs there like right. on the Heat. They just don't know what they're doing yet. Like, the Warriors are going to rattle off like 25 straight. Yeah. And someone made up a point that this was like a, a conspiracy theory by the NBA. Like, Cavs, Knicks, just like, you know... A popular team against the Cavs that they could just trounce. Shout to my Knicks. Um, and Derrick Rose beating the case. Um, and then... <laughs> um, so we, I don't have to root for a convicted felon. Um, and then they were saying the, the Warriors Spurs because people were like going to become disinterested in the NBA because it was a foregone conclusion the Warriors going to win. Right. But they wanted them to play like a monster early and have them hopefully get, lose. Get their ass kicked. And then everyone's like, oh, man, the league's wide open, and more people will watch. That's the conspiracy theory I heard. Yeah, I, again, I... I'm a this, big conspiracy this theory. This Warriors team is going to be, like, I, A, don't believe in that. B, even if that is true, it's fool's gold because uh, the Warriors are going to be that good. I mean, yeah, it's going to be frustrating. Uh, it just hasn't happened yet because these like these players haven't played together. No. Like, it's, it's, it's still basketball. It's still you need to learn how to play basketball with one another. Like, I... It's... it's not maybe, like, even you... Like, you like didn't play much, like, growing right. up. You understand that because you watched enough. Like, it's a chemistry thing. Like, you right. can't just jump on a court with, like, other really good players and all of a sudden your team's awesome. And I think, like, a lot of people have taken the Warriors on, like, oh, well, it fits really well because, like, that the one argument that people made with Here's the Heat... We're like, oh, like, you know, Dwayne Wade and LeBron, they both need the ball a lot. How's this going to work? Oh, it's, it's going to take some time. And then with the Warriors, it was a lot of, man, just, the pieces fit so well. This is going to take no time. And I get that argument. But at the same time, it's five humans playing basketball together. They need to learn yeah. how to play with each other. Everyone essentially made it just move Kevin Durant to where Harrison Barnes was. Yeah. And it's not like that. It's like Kevin Durant will need to bring the ball up. Steph Curry will have to get looked off sometimes. Right. The best development I got at that game was Clay doesn't give a fuck about Kevin Durant. Like, Clay is, like, looked, they keep looking, it's going to be an issue, baby, within the middle of the year. They keep looking each other off. <laughs> like, Clay has the ball and, like, KD's, like, doing the clap thing. Like, give me. And Clay looks at him and he's like, nah, I'm all set. And then same thing with Kevin Durant. He's like, no, I'm Kevin Durant. I'm not giving you the ball. So I feel like there's going to be an issue in, like, February. There's going to be, like, Clay Thompson is going to say some shit to the media, like, he's not that good <laughs> or something. And then Kevin Durant's going to be like, I don't even think he could shoot. I, uh, I mean, it is, like, you still almost have to, like, pinch me to think, like, Kevin Durant's on the Warriors. I know. It's absurd. It's, my like, brain hasn't computed it yet. Like, I almost, in many ways, I do think it's, like, a crazier thing than the fucking Heat conglomerate. I think that, so, too. The three best shooters in the NBA are on the same team. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I, it's it's. I think I think when they finally get things going, it's like we're gonna hate it and love it at the same time because it's gonna be the most ridiculous basketball that you've ever seen. I want to see them play like a trash ass team and just fucking, like the Nets. Yeah, like the Warriors Nets. I want to see them put up like 186 points. Can we talk about the Nets really quick? Like how bad are they gonna be? Yo, can we give me three players in the Nets right now? I can't. I Jeremy Lin. <laughs> um, you can do the center. You got... You know him. He's been there forever. Oh, yeah. Brooke Lopez. Um, now it's going to get tricky. Like, I, I don't care. Like, yeah, you know, it's, not, it's not a challenge. It's I used to testing. be that guy who like knew all the team. Like, and now it's like, if you're a shit team, I'm sorry. I'm not no. going to learn all your players. This one team. is even 
No, but I was watching because I watched like I was flipping on the Celtics game a little bit. Celtics, Celtics Nets games are very important games for the Celtics because they're, they're like essentially a, two losses yeah, if they lose. Yeah, it's like and the draft. Yeah, the draft pick. Right. It's like a That's three. Right. Yeah, but it's like they're in the same division, so it's kind of two losses also. But it's like the loss of the game, the loss of the draft pick, and like the division loss is all three, and yeah. they almost they didn't look that great. And there's a dude named Rondé Hollis Jefferson. That's a nice name. That's a way. great name, Rondé. Um, Brooke Lopez, Jeremy Lin. Um, there's some one of those dudes, uh, Mir- not Miritich, uh, like one of those dudes that was like averaging like 40 in the Olympics from like Croatia or Serbia. Okay. I think they have two of those guys. And then like me and you coming off the bench. I mean, if, if I'm the Nets, I'm just like, you're looking for the players that have the highest ceiling, realizing they also might have the lowest of floors. Oh, yeah. Like, that's... It's a very weird team. But they're trying hard. Did you see that? Them. I know we're moving off subject right now, back to the Sixers, but did you hear that Jeff Van Gundy gave a stat last night that was I'm here fucking wild. What was it? It was like, over the last three years, like it was like 53 players have played for the Sixers. 11 of them are still in the league. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, not counting the players that's currently on the team. What? So I'm like, that is atrocious. What? So essentially... What is the Sixers for you? Like, is that an like entry-level job? <laughs> like, it's like how we, like, started jobs after college. It's like, a, oh, I'm out of here and like... Well, thing, like, the fact that 50 players have played in the goddamn Sixers in the last three years is astounding. The fact that besides the people... 50? The people on the team now, only Separate 11 people. of them are still in the league means that they, they're just trying out D-League people Holy on shit. a consistent basis. I missed that. That's ridiculous. It was a wild stat. I haven't seen anything on that. That's that's absurd. I don't think it's ever happened in NBA history. No. In that window. 50 players? It was something on... You can only keep 15 on your roster, I right? know. <laughs> think of all the non-guaranteed contracts they've given over the last three years. If you got signed to the Sixers in the last three years, you were just like... I I didn't make it. Yeah. Like I my this isn't my life hasn't been complete. You shouldn't put that you don't even put that on your Facebook status. Cause you can be gone the next day. It's like hard knock shit. Like where like that rookie guy would come on and be like, uh, don't know how if I can move my family here. It's like, yeah, like I don't know, like I think I can make the team and it's like, dude, you're clearly the eighth D B on this team and they're only keeping five. <laughs> <laughs> and like you I know your story is amazing and cute, but like it, this is not the player to follow. Here's my daughter. Oh, God. Did you, you know what I'm talking yeah, that, that was the cutest fucking kid I've ever seen. I, I Honestly, I have not watched Hard Knocks and so on. You nailed the exact premise. But, like, there's that every season. Fuck, you're right. But I, I like, every... It's, you're right. You're so right, and I feel like an idiot now. Because every year I fall in love, like, some dude, like, you know, some nice player, seems like a nice guy, has a cute, adorable, cute relationship with his wife, and he's just like, oh, this is my, like, three-year-old daughter... And she's like the most adorable thing you've ever seen. Right. It's like, Daddy, how'd you do today? Well, I did hey, great. <laughs> I um, it was practice where everyone plays, and I got seven snaps. <laughs> and she's just like, "That's great!" And starts clapping and like hugging him, and you're just like, and then that voice comes on. It's like, he's uh, he's on the bubble of making a team. <laughs> daddy, why isn't our apartment bigger? I'm like, oh god. Are you in the NFL, Daddy? 
my friends at school think that you, since you're in the NFL, we should have a bigger house. And then, like, next scene, it's, like, Matt Ryan's house. It's, like, 10,000 square feet, like, nine bathrooms. And he's just like, honey, how come we've never been to this wing of the house yet? It's like, I forgot this even existed. Huh. God, that, I always thought we had seven bedrooms. But <laughs> I think this is an eighth. <laughs> this is, like I thought it was an office, but like you really open the door and you see a lot of space in here. Like, what should we do to this room? This oh, that's the favorite part of Hard Knocks is the income disparity. It's, it's awful. <laughs> that's a quiet part of Hard Knocks that no one talks about. It's right. like some like, broke ass dude right next to some rich ass dude, and they show it. They the, show. They it. just show it. And there's like, oh, this dude is gonna be living like paycheck to paycheck in a yeah. year working for some insurance company and this dude is going to make us 18 million dollars this year or something like that but Guaranteed. god damn yeah the nfl trash for multiple reasons the nba oh one more thing before we uh change subjects anthony davis's game i know you didn't see it i didn't watch it his stat line was Good enough to him, make man. like a, a regular person blush that doesn't even watch the nba 50 points 16 rebounds seven steals Six assists, four blocks. It's um one block away from the five 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 game. So infamous game. I, I I feel like the five of five is not a stat that people um throw out very often. Because it's absurd. Because people don't even like they almost don't even realize what it is. And oh, yeah. essentially it's obviously the five stats of each. Five know? of the counting stats. Like, getting at least five of each counting stat. Points, rebounds, assists, blocks, steals. So, anyways, I, I'm going to get some shit right here for you. The last time that has happened... Actually, Draymond Green did it in 2015. I which, feel like that's possible. But there's literally... Did he do it, like, exactly five each? I feel like been, that's a Draymond There's thing. been 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 in the NBA history. Think about how long... The NBA's been, yeah. Um, and how many games have been played? And we were talking about this originally. No one's done it with 50 points. I'll say that. Yeah, I mean, that's absolutely unbelievable. So um, there's a stat out there that only two players, and I didn't know who the second one was, but I gave you the first one, two players in NBA history who have done it multiple times, and both of them have actually done it a few times. Were they while we were, watch- while we were watching the NBA? The first one that I mentioned earlier this tonight. Kirilenko. Um, Andre Kirilenko, who... Phenomenal. Andre like, Hall passed Kurlenko. Great, great <laughs> basketball player. He did it like, I think he did it like four times. Four? Let, let me go right back she to it. She must have had a fancy basketball, like, Absolute guy stud. you want. Um, I'm counting one, two, three. So three. He did it three times? Three times the five of five. Jesus. So there's, again, I think 17 or 18. I counted very fast. Like, what? Five of fives of all time. And he had the best, one of the best nicknames in basketball history. AK-47. That's a, oh, God, what a it gem. It made so much sense. He was Russian. Yeah. His number was 47. His initials. his initials were AK. It was, was just like, are you the, kidding me? One of the best scenarios in basketball, like, nicknames in, in basketball history based on scenario. Yeah. And his wife gave him the hall pass. <laughs> remember that? Do you remember that? His wife said, he was, she was like some Russian pop star. And she was like, yeah, he's on the road all the time. You know, every year he could just have sex with one random girl. And yeah. That's terrifying, to be honest with you. If you got one hall pass, they're not, you know, our, our girlfriends obviously don't listen to this. That's a, long, that's a fear that we don't have to worry about. But, like, just for just sheer thinking's sake, if you got one hall pass in a calendar year, 
That's pretty fucked up for your brain. Yeah, it's a little weird. Like, I'm gonna be honest. Every time you're out, you're like, you kind of forget about it. Then you're like, wait, I don't want to do this. Then you're like, wait, I'm in. Yeah. I'm gonna make the argument that um, if you had to make a sports documentary on ten NBA players, Andre Kirilenko would be oh, in the top ten of strictly, players I'd want to see. Strictly because of the Hall Pass. If like All Star Weekend, if Andre Kirilenko is out there. I just want to see him just, like, go through his mental gymnastics on a given night at the club. I also want to go through his summer... What was it? He was on... Was it the Timberwolves? Oh, multiple teams or something like that? He was on the Timberwolves or the um, Minnesota... Not the Minnesota. Jazz. Not Jazz. Well, he was obviously on yeah, the Jazz, Jazz yeah. and then he... But what was the team that he was on towards the end? It, was, it wasn't the Timberwolves. Oh. It was the Bucks. I think oh, yeah, he was on the yeah, Milwaukee yeah. Bucks. And then he took a deal for the New Jersey Nets... Oh, for a lot less, and they finally realized what's his Polkovic or whatever his name was yeah. was probably paying him under the table because oh, they were both Russian. Yeah. I'm like, I want to know how that deal came down. That was a uh, yeah, uh, Prokhorov. Yeah, Prokhorov. Prokhorov. You know, I was thinking about it too. Mikhail Prokhorov had like the sketchiest situation ever. He's still the owner. I know. Um, but I remember that, and that was the same. That was like the year after when Kid like was like gonna leave. Yeah. And then, like, the quote came out on, like, ESPN. It was like, Prokhorov discussed with the Russians and they're going to deal with Kid. <laughs> and that was, like, a quote on ESPN. And I was just like, yo! That's going to kill Jason Kidd. <laughs> like, like I, this is past basketball. Is Jason Kidd in danger? And... I, uh, yeah. I I miss Prokhorov. I know he's still the owner, he's but, not like... prominent, because they suck. Because he used, like, when he first came in the league, it was, like... The team was his. Like, he made a big deal of himself. Jay-Z. Like, he was like, I'm going to make all these crazy trades that were going to be really good. And then he realized, shit. I fucked everything up. This doesn't work like I thought it would. Danny Ainge hopped in and was just like, hey, guys. <laughs> hey, I'm a snake oil salesman. Uh, and you guys need some snake oil. Uh, that was, that trade is, like, historically bad. I you could argue it was one of the worst trades of all time. Brooklyn won't have a first round pick in, like, 2019, until 2019. Yeah. No, they'll ha- they'll, they'll get a first, but it will always be the Celtics for the next oh, pick. Yeah. But it will be the Celtics. It's like not their own. Right, because you can just pick swap. For Paul, aging Paul Pierce and aging Kevin Garnett to play with like a fucking broken Deron Williams and an uh, aging Joe Johnson and Brooke Lopez. There's, who's the other player? Wasn't that? Oh, no, no, no. They... they yeah, that was a bad team. And they put on the, uh, there was a cover in Sports Illustrated saying, like, you know, who wants to play us or something. And I was just like, uh, I raised my hand. <laughs> like, I was reading that. I was like, I can think I can run those guys up and down the court. Like, all those knees, like, if I run, like, enough times up the court, a couple of those knees will just, like, explode. I do feel bad, like, I always find it interesting how, as analyzing the NBA, this is... This will always be the difference between like my our generation and like our our parents' generation. Oh god! And the reason why I say this, Bill is, Russell was well. It's not even <laughs> that. It's just like I think we've become such smarter um, sports analytics. fans. It's not even it's like we don't even go to the analytics. We go to like salaries and this and that. And so like I've you know I've watched my dad be like, you know, watch a Nets game for example, and be like, oh man, Joe Johnson, you know, he's. He's still pretty good. And in my head, I'm thinking, he's terrible. He's the second highest paid player in the NBA. He's $20 million. That was last year, obviously. Yeah. But he's the second highest paid player in the NBA. He's awful. 
But, like, in many ways, my dad's not wrong. Just watching he's him? 34 years old. And he's still doing work. He's still, like, pretty good. And it's just always interesting to, like, listen to that, like, like perspective. When my dad watched sports when, like, in his heyday, he was never thinking about players' contracts, never thinking about, like, who's overpaid, who's underpaid. Because like, our parents value. are much cooler than us. Right. We're fucking nerds. Exactly. Honest. My da- I, I'm going to put my father in an early grave just by, like, every time I get on the phone with him we talk basketball, I'm just like... You're pessimistic as fuck. Bill Russell would get eaten up by Kendrick Perkins. <laughs> and he, like, wants to disown me on the phone. Because I just say I have to bother him. But, uh, like, he's clearly, like, so high on the older generation. Like, right. oh, this guy, this guy, this guy would have, like, killed everyone. Like, these guys are soft. And it's like the... Not as bad as Charles Barkley, because Charles Barkley, other views I don't agree with. But, like, his basketball views yeah. are also problematic. He's just like, he said the other day, Clay Thompson is the second best player in the NBA. I saw that. He's goddamn idiot. Yeah. So, Chuck is like, whoa, what's going on with this man? Uh, but, like, that's all of our dads to some degree. Not, like, as extreme as Chuck, but just like, oh, I need to see this guy do this. And then, that's, that's my Charles Barkley voice. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. I feel like if I said that, that would be wildly racist. But I don't think that's, like, there's no racist with Chuck. It's such a... Because Frank Caliendo. Yeah, okay. Who's the most, yeah, the most prominent Charles Barkley imitator is Frank Caliendo. That's true. If you're you get, a comedian, though, you... You get the can... white pass. He has the white pass. Well, I think if you're a comedian, you can say whatever the fuck you want. Theoretically. Um, I went, uh, there are some comedians, like, like Michael Richards. Uh, you okay. can't say... <laughs> well, that's a little different. All right, so, I, I realize we're getting way off topic here. But, yeah. like, if you're going to talk about, like, if you're a white comedian... Yep. And you're going to talk about race... Like you realize you're like not taking a hail mary, but like you're you're taking a chance, obviously. Louis C.K. So, is taking a couple chances. And right, and if you're Louis C.K., you better. better He's hit. dropped the n bomb. Yeah, I've heard his n bomb. He did it intelligently. His n bomb joke about the n word, I think, is one. Like, I think it's a really smart joke. No, like black people heard that, and they were like, they did like the huh, and, and then, then they, they like did like a couple like touched like rubbed their chin like thinking, and then like. Moved ahead to the side a couple times. And the whole point is, like, the worst word is not the yeah. word. It's the N-word. Because then you think about the word, and then you're basically making yourself say it in your yep. head. Yep. And it's, exa- no, he, and it's really smart. It's did, a fucking it's smart joke. I wasn't mad. And I remember hearing, I was like, granted, I'm not black. No, but, that, but that's a... He went a for it. fucking joke. And, like, Louis C.K. will always have, like... He wrote, he wrote Pootie Tang. Right. <laughs> One of the most ignorant best movies <laughs> I've ever been a part of. Like every time it's on HBO or any other channel, it gets my watch because like, I've actually never seen it, but I knew he wrote it. Oh, satiety on the putty side, <laughs> and that's a quote from the movie. And don't even worry about that. Um, but speaking of movies, we wanted to transition off the NBA for a second. I know you don't really watch it, uh, but you probably heard about it. Uh, the Walking Dead has premiere last Sunday. And I don't watch, I took, I used to watch it pretty extensively and I took, I stopped liking it, took four seasons off, but everyone in social media, everyone at school was like, yo, yo, The Walking Dead, it fucked me up. I'm off of it. I saw a lot of Facebook posts of being like, yeah, I can't do it anymore. I watched it because I was like, what's all this fuss about? I have time. It's on. Whatever. Put it on. Let me let me walk you through it, cause I, I also didn't watch it for the Just, past few You know what? Like, let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. So it opens up. It's all like our favorite characters. Your boy Rick, you know his son Carl, longer hair, older. Cause I haven't watched it for years. 
Um, a few other characters I didn't recognize, the Asian dude. And they're all just, like, like on their knees in a circle with their arms tied behind, tied behind their back. And there's this dude walking around, like, yelling at them with a bat wrapped in barbed wire, saying, like, hey, guys, I didn't want to have to do this, but you killed a couple of my guys, so I got to kill a couple of yours. And he's talking, like, very calmly. I'm like, oh, Walking Dead, like, releases a threat. Yeah. It's always the zombies, and I'm getting them. And he's just like, I don't know who to pick, though. So he does the eeny, meeny, miny, mo thing and goes to this one guy, and he's like, ah, oh, it stinks, it's you. Like, talking very casually. Smashes him in the head with a barbed wire bat. <laughs> Smashes him. It's like, TV in 2016 is very detailed and vivid. So you see, like, the smash. Dude's head, like, hits the ground. He comes back up, like, blood pouring down his head. He's still alive. Clearly, like... A little messed up. Very messed up. And he's like, oh, and he talks to, like, the girl next to him. He's like, oh, was, was, he, was he your boyfriend or... Was he your husband? Like, maniacal shit. He's like, oh, I'm really sorry about this. You know, I, I didn't want to do it. And he smashes him again. And then keeps smashing. Until it's, like, turning into, like, goop. Right. And I'm watching the screen. Like, I have to, like, my hand... You haven't front of... seen this in a while. Yeah, I was like, oh, no. Like, yeah. this is bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm all set with that. That was, like, a guy I didn't recognize. Then, one of the guys I recognized from my time watching, the Asian dude... They're like, he's like, ah, but I mean, like, you did kill two, I, you did kill two of my guys. So, like, one doesn't equal two, you know how, he's still being, like, very charismatic. And I'm like, this is so fucked up. And he's like, he calls his bat, like, you know, a, he's like, my bat's a vampire bat, it needs blood. And I'm like, this is the most fucked up show I've ever right. watched in my life. It was first five minutes. And then he goes into the Asian dude, hits him in the head, even worse, it's more vivid because he's, like, a more, more known character, I guess. Eye pops out. <laughs> yeah, he hits him so hard with a bat in the head that his eye pops out. And he's even more fucked up. Just like, blah, blah, blah. And his, like, girlfriend who's pregnant next to him, she's like, Daddy, take care of the baby. And I'm like, this is seven minutes and like ten minutes in the episode. I'm like, in tears. I'm like, why did I watch this? Yeah, I am all set. Yeah. So, guys, if you, I'm sure a lot of people, a lot of people have watched this. Because a lot of people, it's this the most watched show on TV, quote unquote. They say, I would recommend getting off the boat or getting off the train. Well, I mean, there was that argument like during Game of Thrones when with the, shit got fucking weird. Uh, with the head smashing. Yeah, well, the head smashing or the head squeezing. There was, there was some weird one. rape scenes. That, that was got, season one. That well, was I mean, there have been a lot of rape scenes. Oh, oh, oh but like, the, it's just to like categorize Game of Thrones. It's like that one rape scene is disingenuous because there's been a lot of them. Did you hear about the Game of Thrones season seven leaks? Plot leaks? No. Well, I read weird. them. Does like it get weird? Idiot. No, it doesn't get that weird because it's spoiler alert. Um, everything everyone predicted is kind of like coming true. Okay. Um, I kind of know like the I, I I stopped watching it obviously. But I'm not sure these predictions or these plot leaks are right. Trust me. Like I just read them on the internet. And that's arguably the worst place in the world. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's the person who was demonized early on comes in heavy points, heavy like parts of power. All right. I don't know. I think I do think of that watching or Walking Dead thing. You know. You know. I think the, the, my m- most favorite death in all of um, TV is probably Omar and The Wire. It was. It was right. It was right. It because felt, I felt, I was still hurt. But, like, it, it was, was right the same though. idea where it was, like, 
he died like it didn't I'm not make talking sense. about this for a minute it didn't fucking make sense Best like, he TV just death. died like you know Omar was one of the greatest characters and instead of killing him off in this like heroic fashion big of battle, like big things gangs. he went to a goddamn Convenient corner store, store yeah, and got shot by a fucking like kid yep and it was over in two seconds that was genius it was so smart that was genius it was like and I then he's dead that. also Stringer like, well, Stringer, Stringer, Stringer was more of the, the first one, right. like, Stringer's, battle between... Exactly. He was more of the, like, the, two foes go against each other and, like, yeah. your old-fashioned, like... Yeah, but, like, he died pretty early, in my opinion. He died at the end of season three. Three. And I thought it was going to be the whole show. Um, well, then they, they brought in, um, what's-his-face? Mark, what is it? Marlo. Who was... I liked him. I was a big fan. Did you like Marlo? Oh, my God, I fucking loved Marlo. You named your boy, uh, your NBA 2K character. Well, I named him Kevin Stanfield. Yeah. Yeah, Marlo Stanfield, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, RIP. Uh, all uh, all <laughs> your NBA creative, play, or your creative players. This new guy um, at my work, he started like a few weeks ago, and he was talking about like, you know, we're getting to know each other. Nice guy. Uh, he's like, yeah, I got a dog. He's like, oh, what's his name? He's like, oh, Barksdale. And I'm like, do you name that for Avon? He's like, no. And I'm sick of fucking people asking me that. <laughs> yeah, that's his fault. I was like, that's his fault. Don't you name your goddamn dog. Is Fox it a new down. dog or is it like 20 years old? Like, like come out. And he's like, like my, my girlfriend, or now his wife, like, my wife named it. Like, I had no idea what the fucking show was. was like, she named after the wire? No. What? Neither of them did. Jesus Christ. <laughs> That's like, yeah, name my dog Walter White. Like, oh man, after the character from Breaking Bad, I'm sick of people asking me that. Why would you ask me that? God damn, I, I named it uh, Khaleesi. <laughs> Game of Thrones. Oh, no, like, yeah, it, it's, uh, that's that's pretty fucked up, honestly. But The Wire, I'm you got me into The Wire. It took me years. You were it's like. A, it's a slow burn. You were like, you got to watch The Wire. I'll, I was like, I'll get to it, I'll get to it. And I crushed it. It's a smart show. It's a very smart show. And I, I like, that got me thinking, like, to end the podcast, because uh, this is our longest podcast yet by a lot. I mean, we just, I don't talking about it. Hey, NBA takes up a lot of time. That's our season preview episode. But what's, um, what are some other historical character deaths? Because that's a really good topic. We, like, like, I mean, Omar I, was big. I think Omar was my favorite just because, like, how they did it. Because, like, when characters die in TV shows or in movies, it's always this, like, ridiculous, like... Yeah, big Cinematic, blow. just, like, boom, and, like, they made Omar die in the simplest way, and I thought it was awesome. That is true. At the time, I hated it, but then I, like... I was hurt. I was I, shook up. I got perspective on it, and I was like, that was actually the perfect ending for him in the show. I was I was shook up for a while. Um, I mean, yeah, Walter White was pretty great that was great they did that one well some uh, people didn't like the finale because i liked it pieced everything together too well yeah and that's the argument right and it's like my why did he why did he win right he he ends up winning you know he died but um i don't know well other shows were there <laughs> like I mean, people die in shows all the time yeah but. I, i'd argue that the walking dead one is low on the list yeah because that was bad um the dude that got his head squeezed open in Game of Thrones. That's, I remember that, that one. That sucked. That bothered me for like four, six straight days. Um, other iconic TV, there had to be more. Like, I feel like... Uh, I'll give you one. Uh, Marissa in the OC. <laughs> I actually watched that. I know. Did she get hit by a car? No, she was in a car accident. Oh, a car accident. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Car accident. That was kind I, of staggering. Yeah. I, you're, you were an OC guy, but like my friends from school, like we... Were you devastated by it? Well, that or was like... you know it was coming? 
Well, that was actually after we'd met. Like, so we, I went to school in 06. She died in 05. <laughs> <laughs> so you came in talking about it. Right. Like, as like a, a But I remember some weekends where it's like, you know, those like Sundays where it's like not football season, but like you went out hard the night before. You have nothing. And your Sundays, not a whole lot's going to happen. Some bad TV movies are on. So like, I know there was at least three times where like me and the boys would watch the entire season one of the OC. The like, all season one. How many it's episodes like, is that? It was probably at least nine hours. That's good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like the where the, the the DVD would just keep playing. Season one of the OC. Actually, you have to change the DVD, though. Who would be that guy? Oh, uh, right. This is like back in the day. Yeah, when so you had to change. Like, kind of like four DVDs yeah, or like whatever. thick-ass boxes. Um, I don't know. And, like, I'll still argue that, like, season one of the OC is some of the greatest. I watched that. It's, that was the one I watched. phenomenal. It was really good. Um, it's, it's so bad, it's awesome. I didn't, I honestly was, like, enthralled. Yeah. Like, Everyone years watched. later, I found out it was bad. Like, when somebody was like, how bad was that? And I was like, yeah, but like, terrible. If anyone told me that it wasn't entertaining, I'd slap them in the face. I don't know, actually, how I stopped watching it. Like, I... I season two happened. was good, too, and then Because I remember I wanted to watch it. Then it got weird. Like... I mean, well, when did she die? What season? End of season three. God damn it. Didn't she, was that one that she was fat, too? I don't or think they fat. ever made her fat. Oh, she got fat in real life. Yeah, and then season four, they did one without her. Yep, I remember that. That was real bad. I was always, like, on the peripheral of the show, but never involved. Oh, I, I dove. You never watched uh, You never watched Sons of Anarchy, did you? No. Oh, the main character of that show. I heard he, like, he had a weird death at the end, didn't he? It was awesome. <laughs> It was, like, so... Because the last season was so, like, TV, like, Fast and the Furious, right. like, over they just the fucking top. went over it, yeah. And he was driving... He was riding his motorcycle, as they do. Did he have, like, a Mack truck or something? Something really He was riding straight. in the right lane, like, normal lane. And then he saw a truck in the distance in the left lane. He went into the left lane and took his hands off the, like, the... The handlebars, The handlebars yeah. of the motorcycle and let go. And then they started playing, like, a choir... And then the credits rolled. So he was essentially Jesus. <laughs> but he must have gotten fucked up. <laughs> like, imagine running into a Mack truck. So he full killed speed. himself. Oh, yeah. He should have. Like, the way that... The show more or less killed itself. Right. It wasn't him. It was a show killing itself in front of us. <laughs> and it was like... That was the rest of the best way to go out. Because it was like, everyone got pot committed. Because the first four seasons were pretty great. And the last three sucked. But it was like, I gotta finish. I have to finish this out. Right. And it was like the crowd, the, the, the writers were like, we have to just end this shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, and everyone knew it. It was still getting ridiculous ratings. But every episode was like terrible. It was like everyone was in a gunfight. And it was like, oh, we got to kill this guy off. And then like, it would just be like a guy walking into like a bathroom. He'd be like, wait, what are you doing? Shot in the head. It sounds like the slow-mo version of Goodfellas. It really was that. <laughs> it was just like we had to wrap it up. Like, right. it was like the, the crowd was it was getting antsy and getting upset, and that's how it ended. But that was probably the most ridiculous one. I was trying to think of a few more. I mean, there's some pretty ridiculous... Um, movie deaths? Movie deaths are... Here's the thing. What I, I do love the TV deaths that involved a character, like someone's like contract running out, and they're like, yeah, I don't want to be on the show anymore. Like, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, we Charlie could, like... Sheen. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, I guess like, and that's what happened to what's her face from the OC, and there was like, she was like, yeah, I'm done with this show. She was like, well, we're gonna fucking kill you in the worst way possible. Yeah, <laughs> they, they murdered like the right. That's the best day in the writers' room. I was like, well, fuck you. We're gonna fuck oh, you up then. Oh well, what's her name? Whatever her name was. Um, 
yeah, is off the show. Guys, have a free-for-all on how you're going to kill her. And that must be like, they must order Chinese. Yeah. They must be like, hey, let's got, let's take like five hours in this one. So you obviously don't get that in movies. So like, I think in TV you get like more ridiculous. ridiculous deaths. And you also get the deaths of like, shit, ratings are slipping. Like, we need to boost this up. What can we do? Let's fucking kill a couple people. Can I talk about, there was actually a death that occurred. I don't know if it, I'm trying to think if it happened in the show. But Family Matters, when Myra died, I never watched Family Matters. <gasps> it's the whitest shit you've ever said. Um, I know. But anyways, yeah, what's the, I mean, what, it's what's the song? it's a rare condition this day and age yeah. to read any good news on a newspaper page. Love and condition of a grand design. Some people say it's even harder to find. Now, if it just means one magic room inside these right, gentle... We're, we're okay. <laughs> I, was, I was really hitting my old black woman there. Um, but anyways, how about uh, the love character you... died on that, and they okay. just kind of, like, skated by it. They were like, oh, Myers doesn't live in this neighborhood anymore. That's sad. And I was like, oh, shit. How about the dinosaurs? They, they like... Did they all die? They, like, the meteor died. The meteor did that actually happen? Yeah. On the cartoon, the, not cartoon, the animatronic, the, the borderline scary show. Yeah. For like our age. That's um, how this series ended. Yo, wait, what? Yeah. Talk about this. Like, I didn't know I, about this. I'm almost like 100% sure the way that I'm they, not denying it. I'm thinking like my parents may have shielded that from me or something. Because I may have been like, when's the animals coming back I, on? I remember, so I've never seen the episode. Oh my God. Apparently they kill them off. Like, they don't, like, show it, but it's, like, I, I think it's, like... It's an explosion they show or something? I think it's almost, like, it's implied, because everyone knows that the fucking dinosaurs died. And it was, like, a... Like, the whole idea, it was, like, very, like, anti-global warming shit. Which was, like, in the early 90s, so it's, like, kind of surprising. Or, like, an environmentalist yeah. thing. But, yeah. That happened? Dinosaurs. They, like, essentially kill them all. That's baby, like, dead. A bit, the wisecracking baby? Yeah. I'm about to call my mother after this. Because I remember that was, like, my thing. I would come home, and I'd be like, yo, dinosaurs? And I remember one day, it was just like, oh, it's not on anymore. <laughs> so, dead. The fuck happened? What? what? Like, that the, the, the family of dinosaurs, the baby just, like, talking some shit from the baby chair? Yeah. Damn. There's some great TV in the... Can I tell you about, like, some show I really like? Hit me. Do you ever watch Thundercats? Oh! Oh my god. I watched it a little bit. I don't know enough about it to like have a oh real conversation god. about it. I, I could like, there was a period of time where I was watching so much Thundercats, and then I just remember seeing the other people in middle school was watching Thundercats, and I'm like, oh wow, I don't know if I want to dive in with these types of people. Because it was the nerdiest of nerdy shows. I had that. <laughs> you know what show I did it with? What? I think you know this. What? I have like an obsession. Every, I think every other black dude has an obsession with this show. What's that? Dragon Ball Z. Well, yeah, Dragon Ball Z, like, you could dive in for hours for Dragon Ball Z. That I never dove in. That had me up until, like, now. Like, I, if it shows, like, you know, when you're cycling through channels, like, you have, like, yeah. Roku. But, like, when you're cycling through channels, and I'm, like, weird hours, like, Dragon Ball Z, I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> Let me see what they're doing. That's Super Saiyan, motherfucker. And then, like, Oh, yeah. Piccolo? Okay. Yeah, it's Piccolo. Who was a black dude in the show. Oh, he was Quietly so black. black dude. Quietly a green black person. Yeah, I was just, that was, like, uh, Skeeter. Skeeter. Yeah. Black. Everyone's like, yeah, he's like, black. yeah, it's 1992. We're not quite progressive enough to put a black person in the show, but if we just change him blue, everyone, everyone will know he's black, 
but racist people won't get mad about it. That was genius by Doug. <laughs> like, I was like, as like a seven-year-old, I was like, oh, he's black. Like, I identify with right. Skeeter. No, Skeeter was clearly black. And, like, Patty wasn't black. No, no. Patty was so white. Even though Patty was brown, she was not black. Yeah, I mean, Patty, like, white, like, trust fund, like, oh. let's not care. Well, Baby Bluff was the rich one. Yeah, well, she was, like, obnoxious rich. Like, the Patty bitch. was, like... Oh, she definitely, like, did well. Upper Patty was, like, class white. Like, upper middle class. Her, yeah. like, yeah, her family has, like, a house, like, on the Cape. Yeah. Like, they don't flaunt it, but it's clearly there. Yeah, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, did Doug ever get... Patty? In those guts. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's vulgar. But I was, like, I watched the Doug on, like, ABC. Like, that, uh... The, oh, when they were, like, older or something? The middle school? yeah. I was just like, is Doug going to get there? He never fucking got there. No, he, it was so, like, implied that, like, he was... Was he doing it close. on the side, like, in episodes we didn't I see? I think it was like, just, like... I, the episodes we didn't see. The thing that was implied was, like, Patty clearly kind of wanted Doug, too. Yeah. Just a little bit. There were episodes clearly, like, Porkchop was like, yo, she yo, wants you. Doug, you're fucking this up. Yeah, she's in your room. I'm leaving your room so you can do this. Right. And he'd be like, oh, check out my computer oh, game. Oh, oh, my, my wardrobe of the green vest and white shirt. Oh, let's see what my neighbor's doing. God. Oh, Mr. Dink? Yeah. He's being weird. Sociopath. Yeah. Mr. Dink killed people. Mr. Dink's killed a man before. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Dink sold, had to be a drug dealer. Because he had all the expensive shit. He always had very expensive. Yeah. Oh, like, very expensive. Mr. Dink, you're always home. So like, why are you always home? It's very expensive. And like... You don't live in that, that nice of a house. No, my house is like moderate, and you live next this to me. This sounds like severe drug dealer shit. Mr. Dink was a drug dealer. Yeah. And like, can we talk about a couple other characters? Roger Klotz. Yeah. Dealt so with why like was severe he, depression. Why was he green? I don't know. I think he... I, did, I remember one specific episode, which was like the most fucked up thing, where he told Doug that he was like... You gotta go when Doug first moved in. I think it was the first episode of Doug. Where he was like, "You gotta go outside and look for the nematodes." Oh, the nematode one! Kalukukuku, <laughs> And he was just out by the fucking pond screaming yeah. all night. How mean is that? That was the meanest shit I've ever seen. Like psychopath shit. Like you don't tell you you pull you give someone you throw, give them a swirly you throw them in the locker whatever. This was like psychological warfare. This was hours of his day gone. Yeah, and like he was just like, "Ha! Ah, you stood out there like an idiot and." no one was laughing with him it was just like pure joy for Roger I was like Roger must be depressed he might have a severe mental issue then Chalky Studebaker who was the prototypical yeah high school jock yeah Chalky by the way what a great name do you remember that one episode that was dedicated to Chalky Studebaker where Doug for some reason followed him around yeah <laughs> and it just saw his life and he was like the captain of like seven teams yeah I remember what it was he played he was, every sport he, they found out Chalky cheated on Doug. And, he had to, and they thought Doug cheated on Chalky. And then Chalky asked Doug to, like, not tell or something like that. R- right. And then, like, Doug was like... Doug was like, why would he cheat on... And then he followed him around and realized that he played nine different sports. He was and too he was busy. Ca- yeah, and the captain of all of them. He couldn't study. He was the captain of the swim team. <laughs> I remember there was, like, a serious season where, a scene where he's, like... Swimming around, and I was like, Jesus. He's a star Chucky. quarterback. Yeah. Best basketball player. Best swimmer. Like, yep. Chalky. Like, Doug should have let him cheat. They, is that ultimately they let him? That wasn't the lesson they were Can we make the argument that Chalky Studebaker is one of the greatest um, fictional, athlete. fictional athletes of all time? Holy shit. I mean, if you're captain of nine teams that aren't even in the same season, 
that would be a play to make where it's like, you know, people are like, oh, because I mean, this argument gets made. It was like, oh, who's the greatest, like, fictional, whatever, like, athlete, fictional, like, football player? This is great. And then you're like, Chalky Studebaker <laughs> and Doug. People are like, what? <laughs> this is fantastic. This is, I think I'm going to name the episode this. Yeah. I think this is what the name of the episode's going to be the Chalky Studebaker edition. We should probably end it because we're, what? Oh, my God. An hour 15. Let's go. This will not be the norm going forward for the Enough Podcast. Uh, Sean and I just popped off in the NBA for about an hour. Right. Then we talked about other shit for 15 minutes. So thank you guys. Uh, if you listen this long, really thank you. Yeah. I don't uh, know if anyone did. but Yeah. I, I imagine you definitely left at like the 42-minute mark because you were like, I thought this was about life too. <laughs> um, but thank you guys. We'll be back when we'll be back. Uh, possibly next week. Yeah, I can do next week. I can do next week. You're, we'll going, to, you're going to New York this weekend, right? This weekend and next weekend. What? Next weekend. That's fine. Yeah. I'll but fly. I'll never see Sean again. This friendship's over. Um, but thank you, guys. Uh, good of podcast episode 24 to 28. One of those numbers, probably 27. Signing off. Thank you. See ya.